I can invite you to remain standing for our scripture reading, which comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse 22 through 40. When the time came for their ritual cleansing in accordance with the law of Moses, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. It's written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male will be dedicated to the Lord. They offered a sacrifice in keeping with what's stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. A man named Simeon was in Jerusalem. He was righteous and devout. He eagerly anticipated the restoration of Israel and the Holy Spirit rested on him. The Holy Spirit revealed to him that he wouldn't die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Led by the Spirit, he went into the temple area. Meanwhile, Jesus' parents brought the child to the temple so that they could do what was customary under the law. Simeon took Jesus in his arms and praised God. He said, Now, Master, let your servant go in peace according to your word, because my eyes have seen your salvation. You prepared this salvation in the presence of all peoples, It's a light for revelation to the Gentiles and a glory for your people Israel. His father and mother were amazed by what was said about him. Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This boy is a sign to be the cause of the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that generates opposition so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your innermost being too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, who belonged to the tribe of Asher. She was very old. After she married, she lived with her husband for seven years. She was now an 84-year-old widow. She never left the temple area, but worshipped God with fasting and prayer night and day. She approached at that very moment and began to praise God and to speak about Jesus to everyone who was looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Mary and Joseph had completed everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to their hometown, Nazareth, in Galilee. The child grew up and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was on him. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. If I can invite you to be seated, please. Before I begin uh, with the sermon, I forgot to mention the flower chart is in the Welcome Center if anyone would like to purchase flowers in this coming year in honor or memory of someone or to celebrate something. Uh, The flower chart's back there, and I know there's quite a few openings if you'd like to do that. Also, I I saw Clara Hawkins brought in a bag more of masks, and so if you've picked up a mask, Clara, thank you for making them. Are you at, what, like 1,200 now or something? About 1,200, yeah. Bill, have you had to oil the sewing machine much? (laughs) But Clara, thank you for that, and I know uh, people have really appreciated it, so thank you. Friends, I want to begin this morning um, that we're going to be wrapping up our sermon series on God with us through the past four weeks, and then Christmas we've looked at how Jesus was the fulfillment of the prophecy from Isaiah chapter 7, a prophecy where Isaiah promised that a woman would be with child, and that the child would be Emmanuel or God with us. And so after the four week and during the four weeks of Advent, we've looked at, at the different areas that Jesus has brought us or that God has been with us in terms of, of love and peace and joy and hope. And so this morning, we're, we're kind of shifting gears and we're reading a portion of Scripture that shows us in a very early time how God confirmed Jesus being God with us or Emmanuel. This is just a short time after Jesus' birth. Now, if you read the Gospels, we don't really know what happened immediately after Mary gave birth to Jesus in Bethlehem. 
The scripture doesn't tell us whether if they remained in that small community or if they returned to Nazareth. We know that at some point the wise men arrived to worship the newborn king, and we assume that that's in Bethlehem after visiting King Herod in Jerusalem. But other than that, we don't really know what happened the 40 days after the birth of Jesus. But Luke chapter 2 and the scripture that we read this morning tells us that after 40 days in the birth of Jesus, Mary and Joseph traveled to Jerusalem to bring Jesus to the temple. And they came for a reason, and that was to offer a sacrifice to God for the purification of Mary after the act of childbirth. And then also, because Jesus was their firstborn son, the scripture required them to dedicate him to the Lord or to God in the temple. And so they brought Jesus, they brought Mary, they brought the two doves or, or young pigeons, whatever that they could afford that was required for them to offer as a sacrifice that day. And then they did the things that they were supposed to do as we read about in these scripture from Exodus chapter 12. It says, when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites and gives it to you as a promise to you and your ancestors, you should set aside for the Lord whatever comes out of the womb first. All of the first males born to your animal belonging to the Lord. And then it continues by saying, You should ransom every firstborn male among your children. When your child asks, What does this mean? You should answer, The Lord brought us with great power out of Egypt, out of the place where we were slaves. When Pharaoh refused to let us go, the Lord killed all the oldest offspring in the land of Egypt, from the oldest son to the oldest male animals. That is why I offer to the Lord as a sacrifice every male that first comes out of the womb. But I ransom my oldest sons. It will be a sign on your hand and a symbol on your forehead that the Lord brought us out of Egypt with great power. Oh, I'm going to be honest with you. When I read the, the passage of Scripture where uh, Mary and Joseph bring Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem, I always assume, or it's easy for us to make the assumption that it happened very shortly after the birth of Jesus. And I think part of that reason is, if you look at Luke, Luke chapter 21, it says that, that um, after the eighth day as was required in the law, Mary and Joseph circumcised Jesus and named him. And then it immediately goes into a transition saying that Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to, Beth, to Jerusalem. And so I think we kind of make that assumption if we're not reading carefully that on the eighth day is when Mary and Joseph brought Jesus. However, if we look at the scripture, we see that it was really 40 days. Because the Old Testament said that, that Jesus had to be named on his eighth day. And that Mary would have been considered unclean until after her 38th day of, of after Jesus being born. And so she wouldn't have been allowed in the temple until she and Joseph came to offer their sacrifice. And to dedicate Jesus to God. So on its own, I think this first gives us a picture of the home that Jesus was going to be raised in. It gives us a picture of a home where Mary and Joseph are devout. They're practitioners of the Jewish faith. They're doing the things that they are required to do in order to live according to the law, in order to, to bring their son up in the way that it says. And even at the end of our scripture today, it says that the child grew up, became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was on him. And a part of that is due to Mary and Joseph choosing to raise him in the, the way that he was supposed to be raised. But then, of course, part of that, too, was the way that God had chose to work in and through him, wasn't it? And so this morning, what we see is that what happens in the temple is an even greater confirmation that Jesus is God with us. 
And the reason we see that is when the story of Simeon and Anna, because they are two people who were able to see that Jesus is God with us, and they didn't have the benefit of a vision, did they? An angel didn't visit them like an angel visited Mary to tell her that she would be with child. And uh, no dream appeared to them to tell them like like Joseph had the the visit from the angel in a dream telling him that the child that Mary carried was to be the son of God and he was to raise the child as his own. These two people today didn't have the benefit of, of angels appearing in the skies calling out to them and singing glory to God in the highest. Go into Bethlehem and see where the child lay for he is Christ the Lord. They didn't have a star to follow them, but yet when Jesus was appeared before them in the temple, they were able to recognize who he, who he was and what he was as the infant Christ. And so Luke 2 tells us that Mary and Joseph brought Jesus after 40 days to the temple, and when they entered, an old man named Simeon came and took the child from Mary. Simeon was probably a priest who also would have, have done the function of dedicating Jesus, but he blessed him. Luke has told us that Simeon was prompted by the Holy Spirit that day to go to the temple and that the Holy Spirit had promised him that he would see the Messiah before he died. And so Simeon had spent his time waiting for God to reveal himself in the sending of his son. And so on that day when the Holy Spirit's prompting him, he followed that prompting and he went to the temple And he was at the temple where he was able to encounter Jesus Christ, to encounter God, to confirm to Mary and Joseph that the child that they cared for was the Son of God. And so Simeon took Jesus in his arms and he said, Now, Master, let your servant go in peace according to your word, because my eyes have seen your salvation. You prepared this salvation in the presence of all peoples. It's a light for revelation to the Gentiles and a glory for your people Israel. See, Simeon's promise has been fulfilled. To him, he's seen the Messiah, what he has been anticipating, what he has been waiting for, what he has been preparing for has happened. But then he also blesses Jesus and confirms to those that were listening, to Mary and Joseph, who Jesus was. Who Jesus, that Jesus was God with us or Emmanuel. That God had chosen and acted on becoming a part of this world. See, for Simeon, that was enough. The Messiah had come. And in coming, he is to be a light or a revelation for the Gentiles and a glory for Israel. See, Simeon is saying that that Jesus isn't just coming as a fulfillment to the Old Testament prophecies. I mean, he is, but he's also saying that, that Jesus is going to expand the scope of who God is sending the Messiah for. A revelation for the Gentiles, for those outside of the Jewish faith, and then also a glory for the people of Israel. God was coming to bless all people. And see, that day there was also this other individual who met Jesus. And that was a woman named Anna. Anna, She was older. She was a prophetess. And and the the scriptures tell us her her lineage, that she was of the tribe of Asher and that she was the daughter of Phanuel. 
And her affirmation of Jesus went beyond just confirming who he was as the Messiah. So Simeon just confirms who Jesus is, right? He says that he's the Messiah, he's the blessing, he's the revelation for for the Gentiles and the glory for all of Israel. But Anna is the one who is the first person who begins to, to discover who Jesus was and then who also takes the next step of telling others without the action of God, without this divine or miraculous happening. See, we can look in Luke 2 where Jesus is born and the shepherds go and they tell someone, right? That they have seen the the Messiah there to go and tell. But they were instructed to do that by the angels. Anna's the first one who encounters Jesus and then on her own because of the work of God and the change in her heart, she has to tell someone else. And so like the scripture tells us, she's a prophetess. Luke tells us she had been married for seven years and then her husband died. We don't know if she had any children. Scholars estimate that she was probably around 14 when she got married, meaning she was widowed by the age of around 21. And so her widowhood has either lasted 84 years or she is 84 years old when she meets Jesus. So she's either 84 or 105. (laughs) And so when Mary and Joseph bring Jesus to the temple... Anna's been waiting for this. She spent her life in the temple. There she spent her days praying and worshiping and fasting. Some believe her, her husband may have been a Levite, which meant that he was of the family, that they were set aside. They lived in rooms around the temple where, where their job was offering worship. Their sole purpose was making sure that, that worship of God happened. And so Anna may have been there, but when Jesus was there, she came to Jesus and immediately began to praise God, telling everyone around her who was looking forward to the redemption of Israel who Jesus was. So Simeon's reaction is to thank God and to bless God and to praise God and to confirm of what has happened. And Anna's reaction is to start telling everyone else who's looking ahead to the redemption of Israel that what has occurred is now happening there in front of their midst or in their midst. See, but here's the great thing about her story. She doesn't need this miraculous vision. She doesn't need uh, an uh, information shared by an angel. Like Simeon, she is able to recognize immediately and more importantly who Jesus was. So she was able to say, while Simeon confirms that Jesus is Emmanuel or God with us, Anna's reaction is to start saying to other people, you know, and demonstrating the first acts of evangelism and discipleship that we read about in the Gospels. See, when she saw Jesus, her reaction in her heart was to tell others. Her first reaction was to see the child and then immediately starting, te- starting to, to, to tell other people what had occurred. Luke doesn't tell us the exact words that Anna used. But we can assume that, that she may have told others that Jesus is a fulfillment of Isaiah 7 or Isaiah 9. Or other passages of scripture where, where God has, has promised to send a Messiah to deliver, to deliver Israel. And where she is able to say that this child is the one that God has promised and we have been waiting for and we have been anticipating. Here's the thing that I get out of this story today. 
is that both Simeon and Anna encountered Jesus in the temple. Both of them are looking ahead and anticipating this opportunity. But when it comes to their actions and encount after encountering Jesus, they both had different ones. Simeon took it all in. Simeon blessed the child. Simeon blessed his parents. Simeon gave God thanks for fulfilling a promise to him and for sending Jesus to the earth that day. And we can assume that he left the temple that day after giving God thanks. Anna had a different response. Her response was to tell others of what God had done. Her response was to thank God for for her opportunity to encounter the Messiah. And then her action was to tell others who was now in their midst. See, there's lots of different responses that we can have to the gospel and to encountering Jesus Christ. And the scripture doesn't tell us that Anna was the right one or Simeon was the right one, does it? But what it shows us is that when we encounter Jesus, God allows us to do both of these things. To give God thanks, to recognize it in the heart, in our hearts, and then to go and and allow the encounter with Jesus to change our lives, or to encounter Jesus and go and tell someone right away. Now, my guess for most of us, or for most people, it's a combination of the two, isn't it? As we might encounter Jesus, and it might take us some time to to figure it out, and then we share it with someone else. Or maybe we share it with someone else, and part of sharing it with someone else is, is us figuring it out as we work through it. I think what Anna, Simeon and Anna show us, one, is that when we wait, God meets us wherever we are at. And that, two, when we encounter Jesus Christ, the reaction and our action, it's not something that's set in stone. We can either be someone that takes it in and learns and grows, or we may be someone that shares and then learns and grows, or, or any combination of those two. But the thing is, is in either case, we allow the Messiah to touch and change our heart so that God's grace may be known and his presence may be uh, acknowledged in our midst. Amen.